0: Welcome back to Square Horror. I'm your Duke of Spook, Danny. I'm a much more awake master of scare hey, a <laughs> hey, I'm here. I'm ready. Hey, let's man, do this. We're
1: putting in the effort, man. That's what matters. Um, So on our, what, part three, part four? What? How many episodes is this do? our... Uh, I guess this
0: hey, is, this is going... Fourth? Ups,
1: fourth? Okay. Um, I'm starting to see a pattern emerge. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so far, we've had a lot of kids who were... um evil because of the devil, I think it's a nice change of pace finally to have kids evil because of God, <laughs> you know, and so we're going to cover, <laughs> we're going to cover it. <laughs> the part of growing up that, you know, it's important. That's why we're covering all these movies. They're, they're important parts of growing up, and in this movie, it's when you turn 18 and you become the enemy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought you were going to say when you're a child, you can still join a cult.
1: Oh, no. Plenty of adults join calls all the time. (laughs) I would rather more kids do it because it's easier to fix them later. Mm -hmm. You know? You can't really fix a broken 35-year-old woman. Or an impressionable 45-year-old man with no friends. But you can change a 60-year-old girl who can see the future and her brother by just being like, why don't you guys come stay with us? And they're like, all that trauma is just gone now. (laughs) (laughs) Fixed. So we're covering 1984's Children of the Corn. Um, it's very cool that we're covering it now because it came out... Uh, how many years ago was 84? It was, what, 38? Years ago this week. This past week, yes. <laughs> that's... <yeah. laughs> um, we were talking about... What a year for movies, by the way. Man. So, and I think that's a, it, it will do well for the audience to just know the type of shit that was coming out around then. So uh, up top, Linda Hamilton is in this movie now. Mm-hmm. Linda Hamilton is Sarah Connor in the From- Terminator, Terminator franchise. Movies. Terminator, which came out in 1984 also.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, in addition to, oh, God, what were the ones we were saying last Ghostbusters. night? Ghostbusters. Yeah, Ghostbusters, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I think mm-hmm. Friday the 13th came out. I think it was 82. Like, part, part 2. Yeah, Part 2 84. came out. Yeah, so, like, Jason made his debut mm-hmm. in this year. Um, if I remember correctly, Child's Play also came out this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 84, and I, I joked last night. I'm like, I think we peaked in 1985. <laughs> um, and um, we were saying something that James Cameron had made because it was something, because he makes uh, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. That's right. And he had made something this, I don't remember what it was. Was it Aliens? Did Aliens come Ooh, out in 84? Aliens, my 84. Well, Dude, okay. Imagine being 15 years old in 1984. All
0: the dopest things ever have just come out. And the new and the brand new Nintendo Entertainment System—that was the big one—really changing the world of media. Yeah, and Super
1: Mario Brothers came out. What we were talking about, saying like 85, 84, right? 85 But yeah, yeah. the NES at the very least mm-hmm. uh, came out in eighty-four, and so did Children of the Corn, which was based on a Stephen King book about children who kill their parents because a corn god tells them to do so. Yep. And this movie is that. So get yes. ready for a lot of creepy kids, Amish-looking kids with farm implements, just staring at you while like, weird chanting plays in the yeah. background. <laughs> That's most of the movie. So if that if you are scared of children, give this, this one movie a shot. Will scare you? Yeah, I would say give it a shot though because it's scary children in a different way. Yes. It's not Damien scary. Damien from The Omen scary. This is like. I don't know. Like that scene where the, the couple comes in and they see Sarah. And she's like, where's your parents? And he's like, well, they're in the cornfield. Like, where are the other adults? They're all in the cornfield. Isaac, Isaac put, put them, them there. And, you know, we'll get into the, the confidence of white people. But, like, them just being like, huh. I bet they're all just, you know, farm hanging people. Out. You know, farm people hanging out in their corn parties. But Corn no, that's
0: parties? I don't know. That's probably what, I, I don't. That's, that's probably what I'm what they're, they're probably like. Ah,
1: you know these people in Nebraska. Yeah, like it's some kind of foreign nation. <laughs> okay, so Children of the Corn came out in '84, based on the Stephen King book. Um, the brief rundown is: it's like we said, a cult that kills their parents, mm-hmm. uh, who tells them to do so. Really?
0: So whoa. Well, Who really tells them what to do? Well, the leader of the children is Isaac. Right, yes. But then, if memory serves, he's informed <laughs> by um, he who walks behind the rose yeah. or something like
1: that? Uh, it's This is about the third time I've seen this movie, and it's only this time that I feel like I've gotten, gotten it. what it is. Because, um, again, it's a Stephen King thing, so he does a lot of weird stuff mm-hmm. that like human beings that don't really have the comprehension to understand it encounter it and then they just kind of go it's this like have you seen um in the tall grass it's a movie that he co-wrote with his son oh no i
0: haven't seen that yet
1: you it, it, it sounds good it's not i really didn't like it but oh, okay. um it's something like, where it's a weird meteorite or something that like alters time mm-hmm. because of like kind of like old where like it's magnetism okay. impacts time Sort of thing. Yeah. So it, that was just like a thing that happened. And then it's people's reactions to it that make it a Stephen King story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in it, it was more this consciousness that was a, it was able to prey on people. And then the story comes from that happening for hundreds of years. And now what do they do about it? Yeah. So it's like it's four or five steps away from this weird unexplainable, interdimensional thing, thing, which I very much appreciate, especially for this, because they don't really explain what its deal is. I'm sure yeah. in the book they do, but yeah. I'm sure it's also wrapped up in Stephen King cocaine, where it's like, it's still doesn't Well, it make was sense. the 80s. So well, yeah. exactly. Well, I don't even know when this came out. It probably came out in the 70s, which case he definitely was doing a bunch of cocaine. And it tracks, you know, because these kids are fucked up. Oh, yeah. Oh God! Their power structure is very, like, I mean, it's a cult. I mean, they have a cult going on, but Mm -hmm. their their whole power dynamic, like, with Isaac as the mouthpiece, Malachi is like the enforcer, and then you have the people on the outside who are still like in it, with Job and Sarah. Who are two kids that are more or less just kind of like okay, like as shit is happening. Like the day they all murdered their parents, they like skipped church that day, (laughs) so they weren't like privy to like oh shit, that was today. We're sorry. Sorry we didn't come to class today. Um, We were too busy not knowing it was serious. (laughs) We were too busy
0: playing Monopoly.
1: (laughs) Man, I love them. They're literally just like, this cult's kind of weird, so we're just going to hang out in our old house and play Monopoly wearing our parents' clothes. Yeah. Which, like, is kind of fun, but also like, oh. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) That's creepy. Yeah. So a boy preacher named Isaac goes to Gatlin, Nebraska. So he's not from... That town. No, he showed, showed up, up there, which is another very um, Stephen King "The Stand" type thing, where there's this like Antichrist, wink, wink, type character who shows up, and then is this false Messiah type character. So he's like the inverse of Damien, mm-hmm. where instead of like pure evil and wordless menace making shit happen, it's all.
0: Like twisting biblical verse and, yeah, and it's all in praying he on fear. Can, yeah, manipulate what they think into what he needs them to. How
1: did you get, um, I mean, I unfortunately have a lot more religious experience negatively than you do. Oh, how did you take that? Like, I mean, I feel like those messages to even get anybody on board have to start out good. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I um, guess my better question, were you ever drinking the Kool-Aid,
0: Danny, from Isaac? Oh, from Isaac? No, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, I think I crossed, I think it crosses a line when it comes to murdering an entire town's <laughs> worth of adults.
1: Yeah, and that's where you'd be labeled a heretic and crucified on a cross. On a corn I mean, oh, cross. A corn cross. Sorry, well, like uh, the, the corn suffix. The corn <laughs>
0: suffix. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I feel like if if I were here... <laughs> And keep in mind, me as a child... Eight-year-old
1: Danny. Eight-year-old
0: Danny is a very different Danny than the Danny you met at 18.
1: Same goes for me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I think I would be uh, terrified, and I would probably be more like the one kid who just tries to run away at first before Job yells, nobody's looking, so everyone starts
1: looking. Well, he was the one that was like, hey, guys, I'm going to leave. Don't tell anybody. And they're like, we won't. He's like, seriously, don't tell me they'll murder me if I like, cause I feel like they're also because they're on the younger side. They they may, don't understand everything. Yeah, they're everything. maybe not completely on the level. Yeah. Um, you know, or they're just like, you know, that that you know, every cult has those people that they're like, I don't know about all this, but, but they're, they're like, I, I, come on, it's fine. Yeah. But, but so, so yeah, he that, that kid Joseph is like, listen, like. They're not gonna fuck around. If they know that I'm gone, they're gonna murder me. They're gonna me. kill me. And they're like, no, no, it'll be fine. We won't tell anybody. And then yeah, blow his cover like immediately.
0: Yeah, I, I. That's one of my. F- I think it's one of the funniest things in this movie. Because <laughs> it's just so. He's like, all right, can you can you let me know if the coast is clear? And Joe's just like, okay. He runs to the corner and just the goes Nobody's clear. looking. <laughs>
1: That was, that, Job also has my other favorite bits. Towards the end, I, God, I don't remember the exact circumstance, but it's when uh, Bert is, is you know, the, the whole fucking shit is hitting the fan and Bert's trying to rescue his wife. Mm-hmm. Um God, Job does something for him and he like saves his life or something or like pulls him out of something. And Bertie immediately is like, all right, you need to do this and do this and do this and I'm going to go do this. And he just leaves. And the kid goes... Gee, thanks. And I'm like, <laughs> damn. <laughs>
0: okay. I love that kid.
1: It did have the same energy as like a, like one of those weird jokes from Silent Night Deadly Night, too. We were like, was that supposed to be serious or like sarcasm? <laughs> am,
0: am I supposed to be laughing or is this an unintentional yeah, it, response?
1: I mean, because the one thing I will say for the kids obviously, it's a movie, so they're all actors, mm-hmm. they're all doing a great job. Including yeah. these two kids who are supposed to be like blissfully on it, but they're like the eye of this hurricane. Yeah. So on the flip side, you have the kids that are like Malachi, who's killing it, being like a fucking um, arm of God. Yeah. And then you have these kids who are just like, we're just kind of making the best of it, you know. And they're all doing very, very well. Mm-hmm. Um, do we want to talk a little bit about who is in the movie? Yeah. For, talk about especially those for the kids, we can start out with the kids. Um, so Isaac, uh, is the only one that was played not by like a child, like a child like, or like teenager. A teenager, um, John Franklin. You did a little bit more research on him. Uh, what did you get?
0: Yeah. So, uh, John Franklin was a, in his early to mid twenties when he made this movie and he still looks yeah. uh, younger because he's a shorter individual. He's, he's got a younger foot. looking face. Yeah. Too. Uh, he still kind of looks like that sometimes. Wait, you said he was only five on... foot? Yeah, really, he was only five feet tall. Oh wow, okay. Um, you also that may recognize the... him from the <laughs> '90s uh, Adams Family movies. He was yeah. cousin it. That, um, I was gonna
1: say like that makes sense for that. <laughs> um, he also did I think Children of the Corns
0: six six. six. Yeah, he came six, back six. as Isaac. six Yeah, he
1: was in he was in that one.
0: He also made a brief appearance in an episode of uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. No As way. a relative of Charles Boyle. Really? He was a Boyle. Did you, like, remember this no. when he showed up? Okay.
1: <laughs> no, not, like, from Children of the Corn, but, like, when you read that. Did you, oh, like, know who yes. that is? Okay.
0: Okay. Um, and then more recently, bef- or before he came back to acting for a while, and he still does this from my understanding, he actually teaches uh, Shakespeare and screenwriting at a high school in California. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of taken that younger actor goes into um, academia kind of path yes. that I always think is really interesting to see.
1: Well, it's, it's the child actor that goes into arts academia. Like um, the kid that was, or kid, he's older than me, the guy that was uh, Joffrey on Game of Thrones, who uh, was pretty reviled when he was on that show, decided after he was done with the show that him and all of his like close buddies were just gonna open like a non for profit uh, theater for children. Like they mm-hmm. just put on shows for kids because they fucking love doing it. And I'm like, that's fucking really cool. Um, but that's like the op- not like opposite. But then that goes like there's other child stars that then just. They did their one huge thing and then like stopped, like Newt from Aliens That's or right. ja- uh, Dan from uh, uh, The Shining. They just like did that and then like became teachers
0: or doctors or whatever. They just kind of were like, "That was cool." and Now I'm done. What you covered your mouth? In so <laughs> I found a picture of him from about a decade ago, where it looks like they recreated his look as Isaac. That's from uh, Children of the Corn Six Six Six, I think. This is from a TV or. A little web series oh, called Hell's wow. Kitten, Kitty. Yeah, what? I don't really know what it's about, but he showed up Okay. for, like, an episode just to, I think, play Damien, or not Damien, Isaac.
1: I mean, he's, like, in the poster for Children of the Corn Six. Uh, I mean, he, he's on the poster. He looks older, and mm-hmm. it's just a little strange looking just because it's, you know, like... You're used to seeing him as a child, and now it's like he's a man and looks like he's come into his own how he looks. Um, I also re- realized, yeah, John Franklin, who we've been talking about, he's also uh, gay. He's been married to his partner since September 2008. Yes. And I love talking about LGBTQ figures in the horror community because, ironically, you think, like, hmm, weird. A lot of pl- – like a place that's kind of seen as like an outcast or like a freaky type business – attracts all types of people and they all are like totally cool with each other Mm -hmm. like i love that that is a huge thing and it's becoming a huge thing especially on shutter that they're trying to foster with um giving directors the opportunity to do things like spiral not like Mm -hmm. the Saw spiral there's another spiral that came up unfortunately the The same same year year. that i haven't seen yet but it's been on my list for a while that is they were marketing it as like 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 in lieu of clive barker they're like you're not even supposed to get our sexuality from this. It's mm-hmm. just a part of this story that we're telling. It's not the focus we want to have. Yeah. Like the marketing was like, this is a big thing from a gay director. And they're like, yeah, it's also a really good movie that we made. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, Who's before next? we move on oh, yes. from
0: John Franklin, I do want to uh, mention one other f- smaller uh, credit of his that I think is really fun he voiced some of the, uh, like, good guy doll advertisements in the first Child's Play movie. No way.
1: That's the one, yeah, where Alex Vincent is like,
0: wow! <laughs> He's like a young Adam Driver. <laughs> 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 yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, we
1: also, for the kids, um, we've talked about him on the show before, but Courtney Gaines is Malachi. Uh We talked about him on our Funhouse Massacre episode. He was one of those radio hosts. Uh, He's also been in The Burbs and Back to the Future. Back to the Future, he did the year after this movie. Damn. So I would assume he's one of, like, Biff's friends or something. I think so, Like, one of those guys. Um, Which is cool for him. Again, Back to the Future, one of, like, the quintessential movies of the 80s he was in. And, like, Linda Hamilton, quintessential... Sarah Connor in, you know, Terminator, yeah. the same year as this movie. Like, this movie, I feel like, was just, like, hanging out at the, like, cocktail party of, like, all of, of the... everything that's yeah, happening. Yeah, and just, like, made all these connections. Uh, I want to talk about Robbie Keiger, uh, who's Job, who's one of the two, like, good guy kids mm-hmm. in this movie. Uh, he's in Monster Squad, which we love a lot. We
0: love that movie, man. Um,
1: one day we might cover Monster Squad. Did Dracula just call that girl bitch? God, it's just such a good <laughs> fucking movie, and like the fact that it almost doesn't hold up makes it even better. Like yeah. back in the day, it was probably like fine, but now it's like even better because oh, yeah. like we just don't get movies like that now. Yeah, Wolfman's got NARS. I mean, come on,
0: <laughs> Van Helsing. Thanks you for Van helping. Yeah, man. literally
1: just endless, great, all kinds quotable, of great quotes. Yeah, shit. Uh. He, I think that truly was one of the last things that he did before again, probably just going like I'm gonna just kind of. gonna go do something. Do else. whatever else, uh, and then his sister Sarah in the movie is played by Annie Marie McAvoy. Mac- I think Macavoy? she was on Full House. I haven't really watched a lot of Full House, so um, she
0: on Full House. Okay, is Danny uh, has uh, Kathy Santoni. <laughs> So for anyone who hasn't watched Full House, or someone who hasn't watched Full House in a while, I've
1: watched a little bit of Full House. Let
0: me refresh your memory about okay. Kathy Santoni. I
1: know uh how how rude. Um that uh was... You got it, dude. I don't Cut know it out. a lot of <laughs> I don't really know a lot about it. <laughs> I can't that's about as much as I can pretend in yeah. conversation.
0: <laughs> so Kathy Santoni during DJ's junior high years is kind of like her arch enemy for like a couple episodes, Jeez. because Kathy Santoni's the version of DJ that DJ like kind of wants to be for an episode. Before Danny's like, "Hey, be a kid. You're 13, 14. Please listen. Calm your down. friend has
1: massive amounts of childhood trauma from being in a murder <laughs> cult as a
0: child." Yeah no, so she's just kind of this antithesis to DJ, because she has like she goes through puberty way before DJ does, and DJ takes that as a slight against her. Because also oh, God. That's, <laughs> because that's how DJ loses her first boyfriend to Kathy Santoni. So oh, that's a whole man. that's a whole hullabaloo in an episode. He's because... Nebraska
1: cultist. They'll steal your man right from under your nose. <laughs> Sacrifice him to the corn gods. <laughs> but
0: you can tell Kathy Santoni was an important Full House character because she shows back up for f- an episode of Fuller House. I, I'm glad.
1: I well, because on her th- thing, it, it said that she was on Fuller House, so I'm like, that means she's important, right? Uh, so I, I don't really know. I will say she's very attractive now. Uh, I can see why DJ would have been jealous. She does have one of those chins that's very much like the Joker from the old 90s cartoon. Where, like, <laughs> it, it's not really... It's just the first thing you notice. Mm-hmm. But it's very prominent. And, you know, I think that's the trademark of literally any kid, again, that grows up in a cult. We cannot stress enough that these kids just did this. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, went about life. Yeah. Like, they've got a, a horrible, weird little, like,
0: like
1: I don't know if they're, like, extorting him or it's fear, but, like, the guy that runs that gas station. like yeah, they
0: keep around a handful of adults that they Unlike On, like, they the outside, need, though. But they're on the outside of town, yeah. and it's just so they can keep the town running. Yeah. And then as soon as they fall out of their good graces, they're gone, yeah, man. They're then,
1: dead. Yeah, man, they'll kill your fucking dog. And then you... Man. Like, they'll kill your dog, make you discover they've killed your dog, and then and then you. make you come fight them. Mm-hmm. Which is, honestly, I would do the same. They like, he literally just Sarge pulled in like there, that. grabbed a wrench, and those kids are, like, grabbing their weapons. He's like, let's fucking do this. And I'm like, hell yeah, man. I like to think that he beat off, like, not, like, I like to think that he killed at least one of them. But, like, beat the rest of them away from him, and they're just kind of like... We respect you, and then they and let then. him go. <laughs> no, no, no! I no, let him go. Oh, I hope okay. they didn't kill him. They probably killed him. They probably. But killed like, him. it's fun to be like, nah, man. Like he comes back, and how many children of the core movies are there? Like, 19? like 10. Yeah, <laughs> comes back,
0: including remakes, fucking
1: the requel that hasn't been touched yet. Let's do. <laughs> he made it out. <laughs> comes back with a new dog. <laughs> Kills all of them
0: as they're all now adults. Yeah, they're all just against their, against their own cult.
1: <laughs> Can you imagine they're like, well now all of us have kids and they've been and like And they're plotting Fuck this. against us. <laughs> yeah, like it's like the anti-cults, like the cult growing within the cult is to get them out of the cults. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um we also haven't talked about that there's a lot of corn in this movie. There's a lot of corn
0: in this movie.
1: Like they really, like Children of the Corn They make you remember.
0: (laughs) Well, like, I love, especially when, uh, you said it was Joseph was running away Joseph, yes. They have some really um, establishing shots of, like, him getting scared by the corn husks as he runs through. (laughs) Hey, it's scary sometimes. It can be, especially if you don't know that there's another person on the other side of that row of corn (laughs) brandishing a scythe.
1: I will say, yeah, when he was being stalked through the corn, I was like, I think I now get the... Scary part of kids with knives in the corn while you're running from them because that's very, fr- like, yeah, I was like, eh, come on, it's kids, and then I'm like, in that situation, I no, would also, it's, be it's, it's also very freaky to think about that because you're right, they know the corn, mm-hmm. you know, and they're and the fact that they are like, there is this weird force living among the corn out there Mm -hmm. that is like turning you around playing on your fear making you see things that aren't there literally changing road signs to get you lost because it wants you for a sacrifice so Mm -hmm. it's like you're getting screwed by this force you can't tell and the kids that believe in it that are trying to kill you so you're completely fucked and you're just running through corn helpless until they find you
0: yeah that is very scary (laughs) Also, I think you put it in the best way we, when we were watching this movie last night about how uh, all of the locations of this movie uh, <laughs> feel kind of like when you walk through a haunted house that's, yes. bi- that's just a regular place but decorated to be spooky. Yeah. And in this case, the decoration is just corn husks. Corn! <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, Yeah, I remember thinking, like, it's almost like after they killed all the adults, like when they were cleaning all of their bodies... They went to go, like, they had, like, a big corn parade mm-hmm. and just, like, never cleaned it up.
0: Because they're kids. Why would they?
1: Yeah. I mean, it probably also has some weird permeating, like, I don't even can't think of an example, but, like, the thing lives through the corn. Oh, uh,
0: yeah, I guess Like, um,
1: dead silence. That they need to kill all the dolls so that the mm-hmm. woman can't, like, live through it. Yeah. It's like, if they put corn everywhere. It's like Big Brother is watching them all the time, you know?
0: Gotcha. Okay. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Oh, so yeah, of the core Because there was this um, fucking graffiti on one of the windows that just said, the man behind the rose sees all. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would say, yeah,
1: he could probably see through Which I think is just a fear corn.
0: tactic, but you know. I mean,
1: yeah. Look, the first time I watched this movie, so this movie, in addition to the bunch of sequels, has been remade at least twice. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know about the one in 2020, uh, but I do know about the one in 09 because I saw that one before I saw this. Oh, okay. And I, we won't talk about the remake a whole bunch, but the remake's ending is very different. There is no he who walks behind the rose. It is purely just this kid is nuts and made all these kids kill everybody. Mm-hmm. There is no, like,
0: you there know, is third no act, thing. huge, you know,
1: galactus cloud monster that's possessing Isaac or whatever. It's just, like... No adults died because these kids were, went fucking nuts, and uh, any adult that they see, they're going to kill. Jesus and that's just Jesus. how it ends. And I'm like, oh, God. It's a setting ending. Well, Yeah, and I, when I watched this the first time, I'm like, I kind of don't like it. Yeah. Because <laughs> it has this dumb ending. And now I'm like, no, I'm glad it's something safer and <laughs> less tangible about the darkness of human nature. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, I, I think, though... This, just like Cooties, is another movie that Stephen King sat down and was like, how many fourth graders could I fight in one sitting before I I died? And then when he did Coke, he was like, no, the X factor is if they believe they're doing it for For God or not. And then he's like, perfect, and then wrote this. Um, I still maintain that I think I could get through a dozen, even if they have weapons. Even with sides. Even, well, maybe not. Okay. Now, if they're all Malachi, no. Because there's an 18-year-old, you're fighting just an adult. But, yeah. like, the 9-year-olds that had, you know, wrenches and stuff. I can take them. A dozen? Okay. I wow. mean, when Bert, my, one of my favorite scenes, when he just goes into, like, this big cult. <laughs> she's like, what the fuck's going on? Like, start knocking shit over and, <laughs> like, pushing kids out of the way. I'm like, yeah, they're just kids. Like, what the yeah. fuck <laughs> are they going to do? <laughs> um... But, so, how did this all start out? How, wh- where did we go to get from here? Like, how did we get from life in a probably relatively safe, probably middle-of-the-road Protestant community to this corn drought,
0: I guess? Corn drought? Isn't that just a, like, corn famine? Isn't that what it would
1: be called? Yeah, I think the word is famine. <laughs> <laughs> I think
0: drought is with water. Listen, I
1: am using their words. Oh, okay. It was on their, um, their the church at the beginning of the movie when they're just like, this is normal town. They're letting out of church for that Sunday, mm-hmm. and they're like, corn drought, and then something else. Oh, okay. And I'm like, okay. So that makes it seem more like, I mean, any sort of cult mentality plays on desperation. So yeah. any sort of environment where resources become scarcer like welfare becomes scarce kids are gonna be scared because their parents are scared but parents don't tell their kids what's going on yeah so that unknown fear has no face or like thing to put on so Isaac can show up and be like you know what they're afraid of they're afraid of he who walks behind the rose and they're afraid of your power and they're trying to kill you and the corn is gonna keep going out and they're gonna get more and more desperate and they're gonna sell you guys off or whatever or eat you. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> hey, listen,
0: when you're selling shit to kids, hey, sometimes you gotta get you really your foot in the door. You gotta get
1: your foot in the door and be like, they're not gonna eat you. But you do need to kill them. <laughs> um, Raise the stakes. Yeah, man. It's a sales tactic, man. That's what all, cults are all about. Uh, that parent massacre, though, is. As fucked up as it is, it's pretty cool.
0: It's such a cool opening it's a cool scene. scene. And it's not graphic. No. It's very uh, simple and just, you, you understand what's happening without things going what without things going, like, absolutely uh, dog shit crazy. You know what it feels like? It,
1: it honestly felt like Order 66. Yes! <laughs> like, it straight up was like, the kids walked in and they had poisoned the coffee.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So as soon as it, like, kicked in, they then, like, reached under the pinball machine they were playing and got their fucking machete and then went to work on old Mr. fucking Barbary at the desk and then they took the fucking diner clerk and put him through the meat slice. So, like, they just did all of this. Meanwhile,
0: this one kid's just sitting Blink, in the middle yeah. of the diner drinking a milkshake. That's
1: Job. That was Job. Fuck, that is because Job. Because he was the one narrating who was like, yeah, the day that it happened, we didn't go to the meeting because our parents took us to church or something. And so yeah, they they went to church and they walked out like oh, okay everything's fine, and then they're like yeah we, I saw Malachi at the diner which I thought was weird because I thought I guess the meeting was over yeah and yeah then he just kind of sits down to have his milkshake his dad's like all right you know I'm gonna go hang out, and then half of the adults in the diner choked they just die because yeah, the, the coffee's dead. been poisoned and then the like plants they've got in the diner. Just grab their shit. Very stone face. Like this is what we have to do. They just went and did it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All the while, Isaac
0: is just staring, staring in his the big window. creepy like um, pilgrim hat. Yeah, <laughs> it is a pilgrim <laughs> hat.
1: Because um, and you're right. Like the kids, Job is sitting there like, uh, I didn't
0: know we were actually gonna do this. Yeah. <laughs> He just, like, puts his milkshake down as if, like, well, I guess this is life now. (laughs) I guess I'm part of a
1: cult now. Uh, And then it transitions perfectly into, like, a super... Like, the opening credits of the movie are played... Like, the exposition is played over, like, horrifying but also expository children's drawings Mm -hmm. of... Isaac teaching the children, and then them killing their parents, and then them getting rid of electronics, moving the bodies to the cornfield, killing that police officer. That's right. Doing all of these things, and it's all done through like children's drawings, mm-hmm. because yeah, all crayon which and everything. is scary in itself. Children's drawings are horrifying, especially if they're about murder. Ooh, especially, yeah. especially if it's stuff that Sarah, who's Job's sister, made weeks prior.
0: Because she can see the future. Yes, because it's a Stephen
1: King property, so someone has to have the quote-unquote The Shining, or whatever that power. I don't know what they actually call it. I think maybe it's just called The Shining. But it's like the stuff in Doctor Sleep that they talk about where, like, people just have powers. Or The Shine. uh, The Shine. But, like, all throughout Stephen King's works, there's people that just, like, have powers, and it's all the same power. It just manifests slightly differently. Yeah. So, like, Carrie has telekinesis. The guy from the Dead Zone can talk to the dead. Uh, the girl from Pet Cemetery can dream or see the future. This girl can draw it. Dan Torrance and some, a lot of other ones are telepathic. Um, so, like all of that is on the same wavelength as all those other characters, yeah. which I think is kind of awesome. It, it is a nice little fire starter. Yeah, it's the same sort of shit yeah. where it's just like you can make shit burn, which is the coolest power outside of carries. I was <laughs> say I think
0: carries is still the best because she can just kind of do whatever. Yeah it's, with yeah, it's
1: just unbridled telekinetic fury, which has always been my favorite way of just like like a supervillain that just can move things with their mind is the most dangerous because because they're the most evil. They're gonna use that power to the worst effect. Yeah. So with Carrie, it's like that person that's abused and. Neglected, yeah, and... neglected, and just it's a it's a fucking crockpot of of homicidal potential, yeah. And then it explodes, and she kills hundreds of people, and I'm like, man, damn,
0: <laughs> I can't wait to talk about Carrie with Jamie. Yeah, we're gonna
1: talk. Yeah, it'll be soon too. We're yeah. talking Carrie pretty soon, so we're gonna be yeah. It'll be interesting because a lot of Stephen King properties are in this category. Yeah, um, I'm glad we didn't cover Pet Cemetery because that would just be a huge bummer. <laughs> It's a sad, not because it's bad, because no, it's sad. No, it's just sad. <laughs> yeah, not because it's bad it's at all. It's
0: existentially very sad. It's,
1: my br- Sean read the book. And it was just, as he was reading, he kept checking in. He was like, this is fucking very sad. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. this isn't even scary. It's just very, very, like, I don't want to keep reading this. It's very <laughs> sad. Um, so back to these children dying that is not sad. Yes. Malachi, the arm of the Lord. The big headed eighteen-year-old somehow who hasn't been executed
0: yet, just probably because I, he's effective. I say my you know? guess is he's like just—he's just shy of eighteen, so like he's in—he's yeah. like seventeen and three quarters or some bullshit. Yeah, and, and so they keep him around just enough so he can just stay as the arm of Isaac's law. I think that's probably one of the reasons Isaac keeps him.
1: Like there's, he probably made some dumb, stupid, like religious re- exception to their rule. Because Malachi believes so wholeheartedly in the message mm-hmm. and is so dangerous and yeah. is so willing to push his influence over the younger children so he's corrupted by this mentality like Isaac again is an outsider who came in saw the playing field and was like, these are the people I need to get on board because they'll get everyone else on board yeah Malachi is like number one of those. <clears throat> Which is why, when it comes down to it later, he flips the script on Isaac and is like, no, 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 I'm in charge of this fucking
0: shit. Yeah. Who are you,
1: child? It's me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is the biggest and the strongest, and he is... I and the, even... red-headedest.
0: <laughs> the redheadedest. The <laughs> red
1: Yeah, the most Kevin Dillon of the group. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, his whole approach to the the doctrine is very regimented and very... Typical cult member where, yeah, like, Job and Sarah are like, yeah, we don't really go to the meetings because, like, who gives a shit? We mm-hmm. just kind of go hang out and play Monopoly in our house. And Malachi doesn't, like, kill them, obviously. They're yeah. part of the, the the bold or the collective. I don't know what they can – well, they contribute because Sarah – Because, because he she contributes I was about to be like, yeah, why doesn't he fucking kill them? They clearly don't want to be there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's – his whole approach to it is very – Bullying.
0: Oh it's yeah. It's very like, you know, fear like 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 threatening. I was like, yeah, he's kind of the fear or the embodiment of the fear that Isaac's trying to instill with mm-hmm. the man behind the rose because he can't just show the man behind the rose. He can show you Malachi with a scythe next to him. Well, I think what's what's fucking creepy is like he can't show them and but like and he can speak to it. But, like,
1: they know it's real. Yeah, It's not, like, a thing he needs to, like,
0: keep them. Yeah,
1: like, those kids are there because they're, like, this is real. We've seen this god. Like, Mm -hmm. we've seen it do shit. We felt its presence. It's more like going along with the stuff Isaac tells them they need to do that they don't want to do. That's why he needs Malachi. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I'm like, these kids definitely, like, you can see on their faces. They are, like true believers Mm because they they have seen this thing and they know it's the real deal Um, like they have to sacrifice things to it like they need Mm -hmm. to do like they'll like they're closed off right so the whole reason why this movie happens is because that couple got lost on their way here but that was because He Who Walks Behind the Rose made it so because it's like time for a sacrifice. I'll lure somebody into town so you can do it. Yeah. Um, But I I don't know. I think that's just kind of an interesting like we won't fuck with him as long as we keep him satisfied because we know he'll be very dangerous because we know he's got this omnipotent type hold over this community. Yeah. So it's like we better do as he says and believe it and and act like we believe it, otherwise we're next. Mm -hmm. Man, that's a lot of emotions to lay on a kid. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, So who are our fucking... Who are
0: our heroes? I hesitate to call them. Our adults. Yeah, the adults. (laughs) So yeah, we have the couple Bert and Vicky. Um, Bert just finished his residency and is on his way to go be a doctor.
1: He, along with... like, He's one of the other king archetypes aside from author or alcoholic where it's (laughs) or all of the above or all the above where it's doctor who doesn't have like a good handle on being a doctor for Mm. one reason or another uh clearly he's not reminiscent of the hippocratic oath very often (laughs) Um, and we had an interesting conversation slightly off topic. If anyone knows that is a doctor or knows about medicine. Does the
0: Hippocratic Oath apply all of the time or like, just yeah. like when, when you're, you're a, in the a hospital, doctor? When doctor. you put on the lab
1: coat or whatever. <laughs> when you put on, the you weird, put on your stethoscope. Yeah. When, <laughs> you, <laughs> when you put on your nurse shoes. Can you not hurt anybody? <laughs> or like once you're in the parking lot, can you then kill if you need to?
0: I wasn't even thinking kill. I was just thinking, or like... Or defend yourself. Whatever. I assume you can always defend yourself. Right, of Because course. that's just human nature. You have to yeah. be able to do that. But, like, this is going to be a bad example. <laughs> no, please. And this is not really what I mean.
1: No, please, what is it?
0: But, <laughs> if you're a doctor, is it against your Hippocratic Oath? If you're in a bar and you're very drunk and you get belligerent, is it against your Oath to hit someone in the bar. Well,
1: you'll, you're will you drunk, so you're not necessarily in, you know. Like, you're still legally responsible, but, like, you're not going to
0: get, like, But is it against your oath? Well. that's what I'm not asking well, you that's if it's the whole, right or wrong. Well, no, that's
1: the whole thing is we don't know where the oath stops. Yeah, where because is the line? Because if it stops, then, yeah, you just, you can't drink anymore. Because what if you are violent? You know, that's the whole thing. Or, like, yeah, what if you unintentionally cause a car accident? Do you have to, like, quit being a doctor because you've done harm?
0: Yeah, if you accidentally, like, hit someone, like, a fender bender and someone yeah. gets hurt, is that the is you that end of your career? you somebody
1: COVID, are you a bad doctor?
0: Oh, fuck. See, these are the questions... These are the questions we posed while watching Children of the Corps. And you know
1: what's super interesting? So the guy that plays Bert, the doctor, Peter mm-hmm. Horton was an executive producer on Grey's Anatomy for, like, three years. So
0: like he's still established to media about yeah. doctors. And has
1: been on New Amsterdam since the beginning of the show. So he's, yeah. like, doc- I, I, for a second I'm like, wait a minute, because he's an executive producer on Grey's Anatomy, so I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. is he, like, a for-real doctor that they just, <laughs> like, you know? Because I know that that show is, like, very medically accurate mm-hmm. for, the, for the most part,
0: I suppose. As much as a TV show can be. Right, yeah. of course.
1: Um, his wife... Linda Hamilton, yes, is Sarah Connor, Sarah Connor Terminator.
0: as not a very not Sarah Connor type character.
1: She's very Terminator One Sarah Connor, which is that's the same true. Here, which
0: really, that's all Linda
1: Hamilton. Man, I was. haven't
0: thought about Terminator One Sarah Connor in a while.
1: I usually forget about it because I mean Terminator is great, but like Terminator 2, two is, is the fantastic. best one. <laughs> Like Terminator Two is the best one. Mm-hmm. But you're right, like Sarah Connor in. Any movie that is not the first one, up to and including Dark Fate, is, like, a badass who would not hesitate to kill these children oh, with yeah. her fucking muscles. Because <laughs> she got ripped as fuck in Terminator 2. Yeah. Yeah, and this one, it's still very much like, wait, robots from the future? Wait, what? what's happening? I need a Kyle Reese to be handsome and be like, you understand, Skynet kills everything. You know, that's the Batman <laughs> voice.
0: I didn't realize Bat. oh no, Batman is John Connor. Wait, What? cuz when Christian Bale played it oh shit you're, you're right. it all comes full circle i'm
1: telling you man this movie is the like 6 <laughs> degrees of separation for, hub for everything, everything. <laughs> <laughs> um so they get lost driving mm-hmm. to his res- his his new hospital in seattle why are they driving they're driving somewhere they had to bring their car
0: oh, probably
1: you can hire someone <laughs> But again clearly they have the confidence of white people that have never known adversity. So they're like surely America is safe? Yeah. You know, driving Nothing bad happens like, here? I don't know. Like they're Stephen King characters. So I'm sure they have some type of horrible depth. Like yeah. unnecessary trauma that like they play on during the the crisis. That's like Stephen King's bread and butter, which is why it's awesome. But, you know, they just seem generally, at least for the movies, seem generally very just like milk toast. Like, all right, let's, uh, <laughs> what's all this about,
0: huh? Yeah, they're just starting to walk into
1: buildings. The very first thing that throws them into this whole shabbacle is. Shabakal. <laughs> brand that. Uh, is Joseph, <laughs> that when he's been escaping, who's ran into Malachi, who has slit his throat. Mm hmm. And what's horrible about slitting someone's throat, unfortunately, is they're alive for about a minute or two, but like they're gonna die. Yeah. So it's more like you just kinda get to stumble around in a panic, and he happens to stumble into the road and then gets gets hit hit by by their car. car. So yeah, bad doctor. He's not even Doctor day one, he's already done. So Damn. That out the window, buddy. Now you can do harm. Now you can drive your car into the... Like, seriously, I don't know. Maybe I'm just on a violent street. But, like, they're fucking kids. Get rid of them. <laughs> Come on. Oh, man. They don't have guns. Like, neither does he. He's got, yeah, he's got a car and a can-do attitude. <laughs> and years upon years of medical experience. <laughs>
0: Jesus.
1: We'll probably never cover Last House on the Left, because I can't. Um, but that movie is about people that have horribly uh, assaulted and murdered a couple of women that take shelter at the house of one of their victims unknowingly. Mm. And then the parents of that girl find out that that's who they are. And her dad is a doctor. And then just oh, finds fuck. horrible, like, Joseph Mengele ways to, like, torture these people. Oh. And it's just a very upsetting Wes Craven movie. And I'm like. Let's get back to something fun, okay? Let's not do this. Let's see new nightmare. <laughs> exactly. I'm like,
0: uh, no. Yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway, so yes, doctor. He hits this kid. Mhm. And they're, you know, like, oh my god, we hit this kid. They're taking it rather well. They put him in their car. They're going to drive to the next town wherever they find it. be like, "Hey, we found this kid. Could we call somebody?" Mhm not really looking that the kid is covered in blood from a throat laceration. Yeah. Like, again, you're a doctor, right?
0: Like, I feel like the blood <laughs> should be your, your first lot, you know? clue.
1: But I think it's, it's kind of nice, like, as much as shit as we have given him already, and will continue to give him, mm-hmm. I think it speaks to the fact that it's just so bonkers. The mm-hmm. whole situation that, like, we've seen it in Saw, especially Jigsaw, where, like, the level of disassociation from something that crazy happening to you can be the difference between death, in Saw's case, or life, in this case. And I feel like if he had realized the gravity of his situation, Mm -hmm. like when Linda Hamilton pulled out the corn suffix from the suitcase that Joseph was carrying, they should have been like, we should leave. We we should leave this kid and just go and not come back. But I think there's a level of willful ignorance, mm-hmm. especially from the way they've written these characters, to believe yeah. that nothing like this could happen, or there's some sort of explanation for it. Like, there's a scene, I think in the either the book or the remake or both, where one of or both of them are in the cornfield and they find all of the bodies of all the parents they killed. Oh shit. And then they're like, oh shit, this is this level of severity. Mm-hmm. I think you'd need that early on if you want to, like, survive. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I rewatched Wrong Turn, the new Wrong Turn. And they so did that immediately. Yeah. So they're like, all right, now what the fuck do we do? This is what we're dealing with. How do we not die in this situation? hmm And normally that helps you live. In this case, I feel like it's the only time willful ignorance...
0: (laughs) Helps. Helps.
1: Because, yeah, you're only... Like, these kids are only able to kill people because I think they make people afraid of them. Mm -hmm. And this guy is not afraid of them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, just the whole concept of shooting, like, camera perspectives, from the corn, outside
0: yeah horrifying
1: first of all (laughs) but it it does have that level of isolation that people that probably don't like we're we go to school in a corn rich
0: ish area when i was first looking to come here uh, i was told that we basically macomb basically was in a um, a fortress of cornfields a fortress okay i I either heard fortress or surrounded by a moat of cornfields both of which (laughs) i love the metaphors (laughs)
1: Yeah, I mean, but that's, I, I mean, most of America is that, but mm-hmm. most population centers in America don't are not even close to anywhere like that. Yeah. So, I think to a lot of people that are not used to it, it's very scary, or even to people that are extremely used to it. Like, I was talking to Tori about it. She's mm-hmm. terrified of this movie for the same reasons that I wasn't terrified of this movie. Yeah. Um, I'm like, it's kids in corn, like burned the cornfield she's like no you don't understand like it's everywhere and they could be anywhere and there's a bunch yeah, of them and they could they... be in
0: the corn you just burn them well yeah that's yeah. what I'm
1: saying I'm like literally just <laughs> Re- can I tell a brief story just please about this? um so when I was a kid uh Steph who's been on the show several mm-hmm. times her and her sisters like loved Stephen King her the twins especially um and this was one of their favorites because it was just memeable really yeah um and uh there was a time they were telling me that they were like flipping through channels later one night that they came upon what I now know as Freddy versus Jason. And there's a scene in Freddy vs. Jason where they're having a party out in a cornfield. Mm-hmm. Like a little fun, like, you know. The what corn I, rave. Yeah, the corn rave. That's right. <clears throat> yeah, that one. I've been told happens in small towns and mm-hmm. seems like a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, then Jason shows up on fire and starts killing everybody. Mm-hmm. And they were like, is this...
0: Jason of the Corn. What is this?
1: (laughs) They're like, is this like some weird Children of the Corn sequel? And then Jason showed up and like, wait, what the fuck is happening?
0: The crossover, no one expected. Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) Freddy vs. Jason was also (laughs) Children of the Corn.
0: I do love Jason of the Corn. Jason of the
1: Corn. I've thought about. Le- literally for decades now,
0: ever since I heard that. <laughs> Write that down, studios. Make it happen.
1: <laughs> well, and it, it was so cool that I, when I got to the point where I saw Freddy vs. Jason, I'm like, oh, it's this! This is that movie! Yeah. <laughs> like, this is Jason of the Corn! Um, yeah. Corn. Corn. What scared you the most about this?
0: So, I guess for me, when I first watched this movie, because I first saw this movie when I was, I think a sophomore in high school. Yeah. The opening scene genuinely... its it, I don't necessarily want to say it scared me, but it was the one that most got me thinking about the implications yeah. of this children cult. Yeah. Because, like, fuck, nobody saw this coming. No. Like, this just <laughs> happened on a you know, random Sunday. Yeah. And it just happened to be that they had had their meeting and were like, yep, today's, today's the, the day. day. Let's do this. And the fact that even one of the kids didn't know about it is what really fucked with me cuz i was like fuck you could just be a part of this and not yeah. know
1: yeah that's well that's the whole evil beauty of a cult is that it's a it's a it's a entity that is a bunch of moving parts that are not they don't have the big picture cuz mm-hmm. that's how you get people to more regimentally follow along with what you want them to do so for these kids to be completely unaware it puts them at the perfect spot where They've never pulled the trigger. They've never mm-hmm. like made the choice. Yeah. really. So like you know any of these kids that you know murdered their parents and shit. If they did want to come out, they would have so many hurdles to overcome to to like be a person now. Yeah. Like not only were they in a cult, that's one huge thing you need to they get. Also over. Mur- they also murdered their, their parents family. and probably other people too. Yeah. So, like, you have to do all of this unlearning and deprogramming and all of this shit. And these kids, Job and Sarah, are the only ones that can be okay after yeah. this.
0: <laughs> they'll still need a lot of therapy. No, fucking
1: for sure, they'll need a lot of therapy. But um, they, mi- they might make it. Well, I mean, they were just lucky enough that, you're right, they weren't in the meeting, so and their parents were in a public place, so someone else killed their parents mm-hmm. in front of them, which is a whole other oh. therapy to go through. Um I think it was Malachi too I think because he think was so. him and like two other kids were in there and the it was two bigger kids and they were the ones that killed like the remaining mm-hmm. individuals in there. But man, yeah, I think that that's true or the the fact that that can happen is unsettling mm-hmm. and it just makes you think. Like it yeah. isn't inherently scary, it's just you've never seen violence like that before and that sticks with somebody. And yeah. I, like I know that from like Shit I saw when I was a kid, like movies, like we movie covered, like on our first episode, like mm-hmm. why those stuck with us. It was like the first time we were exposed to like this type of violence or this level of tragedy or whatever, mm-hmm. and that that gets fucking That's, ingrained, that man. That gets drilled you. into you, and it never goes away. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I feel like plenty of people saw this as kids and are like, nope, nope, and like it's because of that scene because mm-hmm. right away. It's that. Yeah, I mean the it rest of the movie is right away. tame. I mean, oh, yeah. it, I mean, as the numbers even put that first scene. This is a tame movie. Oh yeah, like it is. The violence is insinuated.
0: Yeah, it's not explicitly yeah. shown.
1: Yeah, nothing. There's no graphic,
0: anything really. No, I, feel like I think was... the most graphic thing is a little spurt of blood where you don't see where <laughs> it's coming from.
1: I honestly feel like it was like that because it's, I think this was the day the days of um, TV movies, especially with mm. Stephen King things. Yeah, So it very well could have been, like, you know, back in the 80s, you know, nothing could get on TV that was violent, really. So this was, like, the only way to, like, tastefully and artistically do it. Mm -hmm. And then it was down for the sequel, which I'm sure we'll watch one day, being fucking nuts. And, Mm -hmm. like, that's probably what the book was more like. And it was, you know, more like, no, 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 it's unsettling, but, like, not violent on a base. Which is a great, I think, way that it scared so many people without being violent. Mm -hmm. Like, that's impressive. Yeah. Uh, We can get a little bit more into this. So, yeah, again, just the ease of a man walking into a cult meeting and being like, fuck this, you stupid-ass kids. (laughs) Like, just being like, what are you doing up there? Like, that kid just carved a pentagram into his chest. He's like, what? No, you can't be doing that. Like, kicking over pews and, like, getting shit I'm like, dude, leave him alone.
0: Well, and this is just after, while they were driving, they were making fun of, uh, yeah. not televangelists, because that's TV, but, like, radioed... Uh, like a radio preacher or something. Yeah. yeah.
1: Some Christian radio.
0: And now he's like, you can't do that! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, he straight up was like,
1: yeah, like, yeah, we're following the word is it as it is written. He's like, yeah, in the fucking Bible? Nothing about this shit's in the Bible. And they're all like,
0: oh! <gasps> like...
1: You know, because they're kids. Wait, they don't he's the know. the first
0: person to question Isaac. Ex- exactly. Because he's an adult. And mm-hmm. I feel like
1: that's one of the main reasons he killed all of them is because adults would have been like, um, no, you're insane. <laughs> Get out of our town. And he's like, we got to kill them first. And then we got to weaponize children against anyone that would be like, no, no, <laughs>
0: no, try again.
1: Like, no, 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 no. Um, I also just. For for their for their part, they're more or less just trying to like, s- they're just stumbling their way through town. Oh yeah, seeing shit, and they're you know hiding from the kids that are trying to kill them. They're they meet Job and Sarah, and they're like, oh, this is what's happening. These kids are not trying to kill us. We gotta get these kids the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. And then it's how do you escape town? on the, you know, that is, like, under the complete control of not only these kids, but the surrounding area is controlled by this, like, nether god.
0: Yeah. Thing.
1: So, like, you're screwed. Like, you can't, like, what do you do? I mean, that sort of thing is very, like... You get tied up on a corn suffix. Yeah, you do. Linda Hamilton certainly did, and uh, so did Isaac. So After did Malachi Isaac. flipped the script on him, and he put him up, and he's like, bro, you don't understand, like, you don't want to do this, this is a bad thing. Because he's the one that's like, dude, like... You can't, like, I'm not using this god as an excuse. Like, this is a real thing gonna, that, like, will kill bad. me. Like, it, it does not care. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, he's very, like, dude, do as it says. Like, this is not me, bro. This is, this, this is <laughs> about he. I mean, it, it it all culminates once he who walks behind the rose possesses Isaac. Yeah. And just like,
0: Malachi. And it's oh shit uh,
1: and, you know, he knows he fucked up yeah. and all the kids are like we just, went along uh-oh. with him so now he's like now I have to kill all of you mm-hmm. and his the huge dimensional cloud opens up and you know Bert's just like huh you don't see that every day and like just leaves with his whole family his new extended family with these kids it's like he came through the entire literally the entire <laughs> experience just like huh, well I'm not gonna be a doctor like, and it's just not going to be part yeah, of it his... it didn't... It barely phases him by the end. He was just hammered the whole time. <laughs> he just, just... like,
0: well... Couldn't be bothered. That happened. Uh, let's move on with our day.
1: I kind of do want it to be like Stephen King as the surrogate character that he always does. Mm-hmm. That he was just fucking on coke the whole time, this doctor. And he's just like, what? No, this is totally not how shit works. And <laughs> seeing this cloud, it's just like, well, that was weird. I'm kind of coming off of it now. Anyone want some more coke? <laughs> <laughs> and the Hamilton's, like, in a corner, <laughs> rocking herself yeah. back and forth.
0: Yeah, because she just got off of a cornstaff so, like, it's real to Bro, her. Bro, she's
1: hung there as kids chanted, staring at the decomposed body of a police officer yeah. for, like, hours. Uh, and then saw this happen. Thing. And she was bone sober. Yeah. (laughs) At least in my little Yeah, I think that's
0: the, they were the (laughs) antithesis of each other. She actually went through all of it and was sober. And he was just bumbling his way through while just not there. (laughs) Honestly, I feel like that's
1: the way I'm going to watch this movie from now on. And I would recommend anyone that is, that wants to watch this movie. Like, yes, again, it is a little twisted and fucked up, but not as much as it could be. It's not graphic. Mm -hmm. There's enough fun little, like, cutaway jabs of like, (laughs) What? Yeah. Um. And yeah, you could watch it and just be like, "He's fucking just high as balls right now, and he does not give <laughs> a fuck." Like, could you imagine walking into like I don't know any like possession type movie, like the mm-hmm. end of the Conjuring three, like the fucking <laughs> master satanist like catacombs of despair, mm-hmm. just walking in there and being like, "Oh, these candles, <laughs> it's fucking drafty. And he lives under a barn." Yeah, like. <laughs> Not taking it seriously at all. And it's like, dude, there's straight up demons down here. And you're like, what? I'm just high. Those are hallucinations. <laughs> and they're like,
0: are we hallucinating? And, and then you win. <laughs> yeah, and just accidentally saving the day. I kind of dig that. I kind of love this movie. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
1: That's my stamp on it. That's how there, that movie goes. There we go. Children of the corn. Coke's a hell of a drug. <laughs> Um, my last note that I have, uh, so, like, the putting the corn and everything mm-hmm. is just goofy at a certain point. So, like, there they've escaped. He walks behind the rose, has, like, burned the cornfield down. Mm-hmm. Everyone is dead, presumably. And, you know, the, Bert and Vicky are taking the kids to Seattle with them, I guess. I guess, yeah. But you can't drive with corn for an engine, you goofy doctor. Like, he just looked at his car that's, like, corn is erupting out of it. Like, mm-hmm. they fucked up his engine, the whole thing, and he's just like, huh. And they're like, dude, we, we can't drive. We need to walk. He's like, ha, we'll be fine. And then they just walk. And it's they the walk end, away. You know? Yeah, and then they just, it's the end of the movie. And I'm like,
0: bro! <laughs> yeah, I, f- I forgot that they just really threw corn all around their car. They,
1: they filled the car with corn. Like, mm-hmm. they did every... Shop, restaurant, everything in the town, they're just like, put corn in it. And then, I mean, they they did it in the engine, so I'd assume that you just have to take the corn out of the engine and you're probably
0: fine. I I don't know enough about cars to know how much corn in there would mess with it.
1: I mean, yeah, but I'm going to go ahead and say that none of them know how to, like, I mean, it probably wouldn't be hard enough to,
0: like, make a car not run. But Mm -hmm. if your
1: thing is just put corn
0: in it. Well, and they lost the one mechanic in town.
1: Yeah, man. That dude, I will say that scene was a little bit just jarring for the like, how adults view these kids. Like, Mm -hmm. non-cocaine adult adults view these kids. Yes, stone-sober adults. Where, like, he, like, you know, Bert gets out of the car to be like, hey, we have this kid. But before he can get a word, he's like, we don't have any gas. We don't have any diesel. And uh, I don't know how to fix cars. Can Can you you just leave, leave, please? He's like, bro, what the fuck is wrong? He's like, (laughs) you need to just not go to Gatlin if you get a chance. Like, just... Folks in Gatlin got religion. And that's a great, like, small town minimization of a horrible cult. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's the same thing they do in like the remake of Friday the thirteenth, where they're like, no bird camp crystal, like, huh? That poor boy. We don't want to be bothered none, so we don't bother him none. And it's like you left out the part where he's, like, killed several dozen people. He's a survivalist and he's like, murderer. Yeah. And he's a horrifying murderer. Um, yeah, so I think in in almost a very Cabin in the Woods way, mm-hmm. they have the guy that's like, you're doomed. And then
0: this guy's like, I guess we'll just go to Gatlin. Well, because they leave Gatlin. Because they go in there, and then they hit the kid, and they're like, well, we got to go back and talk about this kid.
1: Yeah. Well, they're driving through to some other town that's, like, 20 miles from them. Mm-hmm. And they just keep seeing signs for Gatlin, and they're going in, like, the opposite direction of it. So, yeah. like, there shouldn't be signs for it still. And then, yeah, the, the more and more that they just get lost, eventually Bert is like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go to Gatlin. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe. Maybe it's the should. only way out, man. Um, I
0: really liked this this the third time that I've seen it. I say I think this is the second time I've watched okay. it. Um I I actually really <clears throat> I really enjoyed this the first time I watched it yeah. because I yeah, I kind of fell in love with the it I don't really want to say campy aspect of it, but it's it's it's, goofy. it's pretty goofy like, sometimes. Stephen
1: King things if you just say them in a word like in a sentence are all goofy, mm-hmm. you know?
0: But yeah, so I, I've always really liked this movie. I haven't seen any of the sequels or any of the remakes, so this Neither is the I. only one that I have had any interaction with. But man, it's just kind of fun to watch. Well, this is, this is going to sound wrong. But it's kind of fun to watch this children's cult and all of what they've done with it before these yeah. two just random-ass adults come in <laughs> and are just blindsided by corn gods. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, I, I think it's Urban Harvest, because that's the Children of the Corn 3. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm double-checking. i got to be absolutely... Yep, Children of the Corn 3 Urban Harvest is the first ever uncredited role that Charlize Theron ever played in a movie. She was just a kid in that movie. She's not what? even listed uh. in the credits. She's just in that movie somewhere. Huh. And now I want to see it, yeah. <laughs> if I can find her. Yeah, Urban Harvest. It's just kids. Yeah, it's literally what I expect this movie, the next one, would have been, where it's two kids that are now in the city Mm -hmm. who were connected to the cult, started over again, because they're still cult brained. Mm -hmm. You know, no one. Like, these kids are not just going to be fine. They need a lot of concentrated therapy. therapy. (laughs) Like, they need to do a lot of unlearning, especially when their cult was real. Mm -hmm. Like, listen, I know that you could just pray to this corn god and he would kill your enemies, but, like, don't
0: do that.
1: Please. Mm -hmm. Please stop. Yeah, like, don't. I know that we're all the ones in denial and that we should probably all bow down before he who walks behind the roads, but, like, our society, unfortunately, isn't built on corn gods, so we can't, like, have... There's no place for that in our society, so, like, you're wrong? Yeah. (laughs) Despite all of the evidence. (laughs) The conserarians. There's so much evidence. Uh yeah man that's all I got yeah uh, you got anything else for it uh
0: no I mean if you like kind of um. out there ah <laughs> <laughs> corny Damn joke ah uh, yes if you like kind of out there um, Stephen King stories I think people will really enjoy this and yeah like we've talked about it's really tame so you don't have to worry about like. This movie really grossing you out or anything. And it's just kind of a fun ride. It's not a long movie either. So it's not like you have to sit down for an afternoon.
1: There was a bunch of points where I'm like, oh shit, this is moving like right along. Yeah.
0: Which is nice. Yeah, it's really well paced. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's after a while. It's like I can only take kids that kill their parents for a corn god when they've already done that. For so long. For so long before I'm like, all right, now what? Mm -hmm. Like what happens next? Uh, but, yeah, it was. It really is just like, hmm there's that. There it is. Yeah, and the characters involved are, I don't know, they're very memorable. Like, Isaac is on par with Damien in terms of people's collective memory of seeing that movie and just seeing his face. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, there's a lot of specific, like, at least in terms of, like, 80s horror tropes that you'll... Or like not tropes, like like references or Joseph's poignant pop culture like stuff. Yeah, that was in that movie. That once you see, like, oh, I get a lot of these. Like when you know, there's a lot of references to like Cujo. Not Mm -hmm. in this movie, but just in general. Yeah. If you haven't seen Cujo, you don't know what that is. So it's like if you see Cujo, you're like, oh, now when they reference Cujo, I'm like killer dog Mm -hmm. like this is more like when people are like oh it's Malachi like ah creepy Amish looking children that believe in corn gods yes (laughs) I only say that because they are dressed very like turn of the century they are like the, the town itself is not like in the past they are trying to get back to that. They've mm-hmm. gotten rid of electronics and they've changed their wardrobe. Yeah. But, yeah, that's why I – I don't mean any offense, obviously, especially Danny for <laughs> <in> the summer. <laughs> um, it just really – I guess it's easy for people to picture it mm-hmm. when they, when, I, when you say that. They would never let this shit slide, man. They'd be on the fucking mind. they like, no, 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 our kids are not meeting Stop in the that. cornfield. That's how cults happen. <laughs> That's how bad things start. And they really are just like, no, 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 we're just too busy um, fucking doing work, man. Working. Just being the fucking, just being real with each other. <laughs> Speaking of being real, you can be real with us on our Instagram at the underscore square horror podcast.
0: You can send us suggestions at squarehorrorpodcast at gmail.com.
1: Uh, and you can strap yourself in and... uh for the remainder of our This Is Growing Up series as we get into uh, later adolescence. I don't even remember what's next, but uh, we're, we're getting over to high school, which is yeah, where we're, we're going to spend most of our time. And uh, we're gonna have, we have a lot of choices down the line that I think a lot of people are going to like. Um, yes. So yeah, and if you've liked the series so far, uh, let us know. We'd love feedback for that, the type of growing up movies that y'all are looking for, because we've got a lot more growing up to do. Because yes. right now we're, like, I think we're still at, like, eight yeah. If we're looking at, like, projection of children that have been in the movies, we've got, like, Damien who's, like, five, now we're at, like, n- eight or nine. Uh, we'll probably get to 15, 14, 14 15, and then, yeah, whoever, and then however old Carrie is, and then we'll yeah. just keep going. We're gonna you know. keep
0: going up. Yeah, until college, and then we're gonna stop! Yeah. That's when growing up stops, right? Oh, God. You're right? I hope not. Yeah, we're
1: growing up, right? We have all of our shit together, right? Yeah. Alright, bye. Until next time, <laughs> bye. stay spooky out there. <laughs>